there. Welcome to the in-between. And if it seems like a few things are wrong, first of all, John Redfern (laughs) is not here. Second of all, I was concentrating really hard on pulling down the fader and saying, hey there, welcome to the in-between. That's a lot to do at once. For me, it is. It's like (laughs) trying to walk and chew gum and all that stuff. Pat your head, rub your tummy. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, you're, you're explaining all the things that have been hard for me. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding life uh, can be challenging it, it really can be yep. um man guys it's great to see you glad that we're glad that we're all together john is john is out of town that's why he's not he's not with us this week but the show must go on and we are continuing in luke chapter two <laughs> the show must go on wow <laughs> and hopefully I, finishing too right chris yeah that's the plan is to get through two in fact there's not that much okay at least it doesn't feel like there's that much. Once, once I get... <laughs> I, was, I was about to say the yeah. opposite. So that's awesome. You mean, like once, with, once I get into it, it's like... Yeah. Because yeah. what? Now we there's now we, we have... Simple Jesus story temper, with so much temple. detail. Yeah. So the Simeon and Anna. Yeah. Have, we ta- have we unpacked that recently or not? No, not really. No, we haven't. And I'm, I'm excited because I feel like there's a mystery. I, I feel like there's something to be learned from Simeon and Anna that I'm not yet haven't wrapped my brain around i hope hopefully okay. by sunday i will but i want to get i'm looking forward to getting some thoughts on that this morning but okay i mean it just you know it's it's like is is it just that they just happen to be here and and it just it's hard for me to believe that they're okay. not very intentionally chosen out of all of yeah. jerusalem well, can I read the, pa- the can i read the passage please okay. that would be fantastic so let's start can we start at 22 yeah, yeah, and, then, right. and yeah. go through the actually. End. We'll start on twenty one. Start at twenty one. Yeah. Start at twenty one. Okay, I'll do that. Is that all right with y'all? Mm-hmm. Yes. Please. Okay, here we go. So Luke two, starting in uh, verse twenty one, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, excuse me, circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the spirit, er, excuse me, and when and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, "Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel." And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed him, blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts for many hearts um, may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, 
worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they, had not, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. <coughs> and he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. The very words of God. That's all. Praise be to God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so there you go. By the way, this uh, the presentation of the eight-day-old Jesus at the temple is celebrated in the Catholic calendar on February 2nd. Oh, what's it called? The day of the feast of presentation. Okay. How close are we going to be? Fairly close. February 4th is our. Yeah, they do. This is 40 days after Christmas. The presentation? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, which is not eight days, 40 days. 40 days. Wait a minute. Eight days he was circumcised. That's right. Eight days circumcised. Uh, Forty days. Once thirty-three days passed for her From ritual. That. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Because everything, a lot of what the Old Testament is, everything outward, had a spiritual significance. It wasn't that the physical was what you saved you. I think again, it's still faith, uh-huh. but there was still such such a connection and metaphor towards everything that you were doing in in life and what your life did to you carried right. a sp- spiritual connotation to it. And so okay. the fact that um, Jesus would have been circumcised eight days later, but Mary was still spiritually unclean, according right. to the Old Testament law, um, until, again, the 40th day. So 33 days after that, then she would have been clean. And then that would have been the presentation. The day after her cleanliness would have been the presentation in the temple. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. So I, I know that there's like a lot of questions like regarding the place where they are uh-huh. that because Anna comes up to them. Right. Where, where they're like, but, but there's spots in the temple where men and women cannot, cannot be together and stuff like that. Sure. So, but I, yeah, I this, know that that's not be... like the main thing we're going to be talking about. So no. I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. No, that's not, it's, this is going to be as they're walking through the temple complex. Okay. okay. And it's it's not I don't I don't know um that it matters so much. Okay. Um where they were. <laughs> okay. But um yeah, he 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 is there cuz Mary is I mean if Mary is in a location right, right, right. that means then, it's 
It's not. It's going to have to be in the women's court or further out, and probably it was in the awning area. Okay, um, which some people think could, could give it by like the name is like Solomon's Courts or something. The awning area probably is where rabbis and 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 other teachers were there to do these things to bless children to purify okay do that kind of stuff and so um, Jesus spent a lot of time there um, we I'm actually going to reference the fact that it's it's amazing how clear it is that Jesus and his followers after spent continued to honor going to the temple being involved at the temple and that kind of stuff um so anyway okay um yeah, I think you know there's there's a lot to engage with uh-huh. here, um, but I just I just ha- I feel like in the back of my mind I feel like and maybe it's because I have it in my notes somewhere um, that there's something special about who these people are mm-hmm. from a representation perspective. Like who are they? Who are they representing? Like an archetype kind of thing? Uh, maybe something like that. So I've I think one of the first themes, you know, that is repet you know, like. A lot of repetition here is the focus. I mean, you read it in the very first or in verse 22, the law of Moses. You get right. the law of the Lord. You get um, following the Lord. You get revealed by the Lord. Um, and so I think I think mm-hmm. the first thing of credit is obviously to Mary and Joseph because they, uh, they are clearly following the teachings. Right. Levitical teachings here. Um, this is spelled out by Luke of like, this is why they're doing this. This is when they're doing this. And then you get Simeon and Anna also following these ways. <clears throat> you know, this is this is a, a direct fulfillment of what Luke set out to do when he talked about uh, the ministers of the word, you know, right. those committed to the word. And they, they were going to be the ones that were the um, eyewitnesses, and they were going to be the ones that were going to s- spell out the testimony. And here you have these, you know, four individuals presented as those following the ministry of the word. Um, and so I, th- I think that there's, there's something neat about, in my mind, there's something neat about, uh, these two individuals getting to one, speak a blessing, getting two to participate in this, you know, monumental, uh, eternal event. Why? Because they were dedicated to God's word. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think even at a cost, I, I always go in a little bit in my mind to, you know, Simeon, especially Simeon being the the older man who is, even though it doesn't specifically say how old, we know probably, we do know Anna's <laughs> old. Um, yeah. But we have Maybe this, as old as 105. I know, yeah. Some debate of like, <laughs> is she that old when it, she was married or yeah, was exactly. she that old after he died or, yeah, what? Yeah, she's somewhere between early <clears throat> 90s and early 100s. Yeah, so she's definitely old. Simeon, it doesn't directly say... And so maybe I just read his age into. Like, I can now die in peace. Yeah, exactly. I think it's that. Like, the, I, I think, feels I think like it's that. the finality of his old age that makes me want to say, like, he's, yeah, he's older too because he's ready to just pass away, mm-hmm. go to sleep. Um, but either way, I, I, I always go to this, like, you know, 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he's he's then going to the temple and then waiting for this Messiah figure to come. Um, and, and I do wonder, like, 
is he just kind of like the kooky old man in the corner? Yeah. Right, you know? Like, right. is he just constantly, like he's been revealed this message from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and again, we don't really know time frame, So we're, I'm adding some supposition in this. Right. Has he been doing this for 10 yes. years or yes. is it for 10 days? Right. God right. told him 10 days ago, hey. Hey, this is going to be this here. This is going to so be here anytime so soon, so show up. Yeah. By the Spirit he goes. He missed Tuesday, but then the Spirit prompted him and he went Wednesday. We don't right. Yeah. Or was this something that he was devoted to? Um, but I do love the idea that uh, Simeon and, and Anna got to witness this. Why? Because they were going to a place of worship. Yeah. And I think there's so many times of like, you know, especially in the American culture of like, Christianity, where we want to say, we want to do big things for God. You know, I want to be a part of mm -hmm. what God's doing in a big way. And, you know, and I think a lot of people hold to that aspiration. And I think a lot of people probably also have some confusion of like, so then what do I do now? And I think step number one, go to worship with the congregation. Because right. mm -hmm. that, that seems to be a, a, a launching pad for these two. Of why did they get to witness something big? Why do they get to be a part of a bigger story? Why do, why does Simeon get to sing this? Uh, what do they call it in Latin? Nunc dimittis. I why, don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does he? What get is that? To, it's the uh, twenty nine through thirty two. Um, yeah, his, the little song that he sings, or the right. What, what poem did you call it? What did you call it though? Nunc uh, innuensi uh, dimittis. I don't know how to spell dimit. T-I-S maybe? I don't know. Okay. It's Latin. But essentially it's just his proclamation, his his poetry, his song towards the Lord. Um, he gets to proclaim that. Anna gets to see this all because they were faithful in going in to the place of worship. And I think there is something about that. You know, Chris, you and I have talked many, many times and with young men about um, the faithfulness of the small things that yes. lead to the participation in great things. Um, and I, and, and again, I think sometimes we can confuse or twist that message where it's like, we think we want to do something great for God. And so we, we only focus on, on the magnitude and mm. we forget the everyday participation in the simple things that he's called us to. And so I think, I think there's something cool about the fact that Simeon and Anna and for that matter, matter Joseph and mm. Mary getting to right. go through this because why? They were following the law of Moses. They were going mm -hmm. according to the word of the Lord. And so just like Luke said, they were ministers of the word. And thus they get to be eyewitnesses and, and testimonies to yep. the setting up of the Messiah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a. I'm interested to be digging into and seeing. It's called, by the way, it's D-I-M-I-T-T-I-S. Thank you. Dimitis. I spelled it wrong. I knew I was. Um, Got it. Yep. It's a, it, it means now let you depart. I was like, it's, it's the, it's his wishing to go in peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's his statement of mm -hmm. now let me, I mean, you said it right. Now let me die. I think that right. that euphemism let your servant depart in peace doesn't just mean have a Yo, good day no, i think oh no i think clearly I think, yeah and, and again and that's probably why we read i read him being an older man right mm -hmm. is there's there's i feel like there's something too like he's been longing for this 
Yeah. Well, he's he is universally presented as an older man. Um, one of these yeah. I found was that not that long ago, Pope Francis made a call to the senior citizens of the Roman Catholic Church okay. through Anna and Simeon. Simeon and said, here you see the example of the, the, these, this young couple carrying their newborn baby. And, and for them, all this is very new. And Mary and Joseph don't even seem to understand fully what's going on here yet. Right. And yet God provides these two senior citizens to stop them in their tracks on this mm. 40th day and basically help them interpret what's going on. Yeah. Like Simeon is the one who tells her it's, it's not Gabriel who tells her a sword <clears throat> right. will be thrust. You will experience a sword thrust yourself. It's Simeon who does. Um, and so if you'd have asked me, I think two months ago, wow. I probably would have wow. gone with Gabriel. If you'd have given me a pop quiz, who yeah. told Mary that the a sword would yeah. go through her soul? I probably would have guessed Gabriel. Well, another one of those, like how many, maybe because we had a, had a uh, stop in this past week that I engaged with. Um, but how many people want to proclaim like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a prophet of the Lord. Uh, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's a big proclamation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you tell may me, not have read that job description. How, how much time are you spending in the word? Are oh, you a yeah. minister to the word? Are yeah. you reading the word? Um, because this last engagement that came in and, and claimed that clearly did not spend much time. Mm. Um, but that is an interesting thing, Chris, even just the, um, I don't know, the notion of Simeon proclaiming salvation, that he has seen salvation. Um, yeah. He had, you know, he hasn't seen Jesus's miracles. No, yeah, he, he hasn't. Yeah, heard, at this point, he's seen nothing. He hasn't right. heard Jesus' teaching. Um, but that goes back to the fact that salvation isn't yeah, an action. No, it's a person. It's a person. Yeah, he, he hasn't seen him die or raise or ascend, and yet, from the fulfillment of the word, mm. he knew this was the Messiah and the person. And so he says, "My eyes have seen. Now my eyes will see your salvation. No, nope, right. I have seen." Um, and again, I think this, this last line of his poetry, you know, in 32, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles. Oh yeah. That's massive. It's massive. so huge that it's, and mm -hmm. we can't even hardly wrap our brains around. Yeah. And again, the consolation of Israel, but for the glory of your people, Israel, you know, the fact that again, this, 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 this book is aimed towards Gentiles from Luke writing it obviously to Theophilus, but then for the glory of the people of Israel, he ties it in. It's not like either one's going to miss out on right. reading this. Um, but yeah, massive statement yep. that Simeon would, would be a Jew in the Jewish court and then say a light for the revelation to the Gentiles. This is again, Luke's message the whole, the whole time. Jesus was the plan. Yep. There's a plan for everybody. And yet it is not to negate. It was also the plan for, the people of God, Israel. And that, again, that line I feel like makes, makes me sad for all the Jews that are devout and miss yeah. Jesus as Messiah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because it was the plan along and here he is. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's a powerful understanding once again, to remind us that, 
that this, all of our theological conversations and all of our everything still comes down to a person. Yeah. There, there was a yeah. person. It's kind of like when we talked about born a savior. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good time, too. Yep. It's a, he's not going to become a savior someday. No. He's, he was, he was born the savior. Simeon saw him and he has seen God's salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and I, I think it's interesting when I taught through Romans, you know, when I taught through the second half of Romans to a group of students, again, when you, when you teach through something, you start finding the patterns and it, it shouldn't have been such a surprise that God's salvation was for the Gentiles as well. He gave lots of hints. Right. It's 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 not as sneaky as I thought it was once I went back and yeah. looked at how often Jesus or the prophecies or the prophets of the Old Testament referenced there's there's more to this than yeah. just you know there are I bless you so you can be a blessing, blessing to right. the nations. Yeah, from the, yeah. Very from beginning, the very beginning it was it was very clear there was more to this than just this isn't just for you. Um but again, I think that's a good you know, that's always a good reminder for us too. All, all, you know, this isn't all just for us. This is, you know, we're, this, we're supposed to also yeah. follow that example for sure. And I, and I really like, as far as Anna being labeled a prophetess here and um, in verse in specifically in verse 38 uh, and coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God. And this is after she had um, had this interaction and to speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. I love that in her proclamation, like her participation in this story essentially is evangelism. Yeah. Like again, the whole point, just like you said, and the whole point of this wasn't just individual or to one people. It was to all. And it was a message that needed to go out. And I love that, you know, again, uh, Recently, I was trying to think, recently in a sermon, I don't remember who I was listening to, was talking about um, focusing on Jesus's last words as it's, oh, it was men's retreat. That's what mm. it was. I was like, I was drawing a blank. But uh, John at the men's retreat um, was speaking to the fact that, uh, you know, Jesus in the Great Commission and then in, in his words right before the ascension was this message of going. And then here it, it's like, nope. It was apparently even at the very beginning before when he was just a child, this was the same message being spoken over him. Um, when they ran into him, what is the appropriate, what is the appropriate thing when you run into Jesus? I think Simeon tells you he's your savior and Anna mm-hmm. tells you go tell others about that savior. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the gospel message from the very beginning. I think it's cool that she rep- gets to represent that. Yep. There you go. That's going to be. Um, so yeah, the the what's interesting is so now I'll admit now from the beginning, I had forgotten that the uh, that this chapter didn't end with just Anna and Simeon. <laughs> yeah, the voice is the That's so when, that's when might, I asked you. Yeah, so that are we going to get all the way through? We through. Too. we may only get through Simeon yeah, and Anna. Great. That's what was in my mind was getting through Simeon and Anna. I had forgotten that the story of him at age twelve. Yeah. Yes, um, so that also, yeah, we may, if we probably should save that to next week because <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to talk uh, that's about. That's a lot to talk and about. And it's there. fun to talk about. It's yes. one of my favorite things early in Luke. Yes. And it's something we can kind of all relate to. And 
and we can have some fun with. So um, I'll be interested to see. Maybe, maybe I'll make it work, but I, I'm not confident anymore that we'll get there all the way through chapter two. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh-oh. Oh, I was going to ask one more question. Go for, yes. go for it. Go for it. But this this notion that comes from um, Jesus being presented at the temple um, and the sacrifice being made of a pair of turtle doves or right. two young pigeons. Right. Um, being the speaking to Joseph being poor or not. Oh, I certainly think it does. You think it does? Yeah, I, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think at this stage, there's no reason to think that there would not be, that they would not be poor. Because again, that's the whole purpose of the birds mm-hmm. rather than the lamb that, that you're supposed to do a lamb. I mean, the, right. the, and again, the irony of the fact that they bring Jesus to the temple and sacrifice birds. I mean, they have the lamb with the, the lamb with mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. and yet they can't afford a lamb, so they sacrifice the birds instead. Uh, I do think that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the easiest solution, the easiest thing. You have a, you have a different take on it? No, and and really, it was just running across a note. R.C. Sproul um, cites that this is also an, an exception made at the time for those who traveled so far. That's true. That essentially it's like, hey, we know what sacrifice you've given to get here. Just to get here. So then making the allowance for them to come. Interesting. But again, I, I but don't there would think... probably have been lambs for sale I, yeah. in Jerusalem. Yeah. So but if he was a wealthy enough like, man to afford it. Yeah. I, I do like what, what R.C. Sproul's little comment does make. I do like the pragmatic consideration Again, for those who rightly seek to worship God. Yeah, yeah. Like God is a God who understands the heart of man and is going to accept <laughs> yes, all of our faults and yes. all of our insufficiencies and say, yes, well done, good and faithful servant. When it's like, what? We, I kind of made a mess of that. And he's yeah. like, I knew, I knew you would. Yeah, exactly. I, you didn't surprise me with that, but you stayed the course and you plugged in. And so it is interesting. I think the... Uh, I th- again, probably Luke's message bringing this to light, emphasizing the poor, the outcast. Yeah. I think it. I think it fits. I think he's probably For bringing sure. it up. Yeah. I think he's bringing it up to emphasize their condition. Well, I think that the picture. This was interesting. You know, when I talked to Moisha, the guy in Jerusalem, uh, about you know the the mindset of legalism is the Hebrew faith a legalistic faith. And he said, no. And, and I was like, okay, I don't get it. Cause I mean, the, the mm-hmm. Bible gives you like one instruction on the Sabbath. Like don't, don't start a fire. That's essentially it. And you guys right. have added in all of these other rules that are the Sabbath. And Paul's heard this, you may have too. And he goes, if your wife asked for a rose, would you buy her a rose or a dozen? <laughs> and I was like, well, shoot, that is not like he was, it was on the tip of his tongue too. He had had this conversation before, like, and I was like, oh, so you're saying that the reason for all the extra rules is out of devotion. Hmm. Well, I mean, you want a rose? I'll give you a dozen roses. And which, of course, person mm-hmm. that's going to be person to person. Some right. people, mm-hmm. that may be their heart. And some people, it may be they begrudge the one flower. But um, but when you when you look at this, he I think the idea would be 
that God's mindset here is if you can afford a lamb, you should do a lamb. It would be mm. like a really rich guy going to Jerusalem and buying two turtle doves would be offensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You're not, you're, you have How no, big are your corners? Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah. You could afford to do a lamb yeah. and you're taking the, the easier way out versus the people who cannot, they could not possibly afford a lamb. Right. He it's, wants it's them to be able to, 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 yeah. be, to even be there and to do the doves. That's exactly right. Okay. For them, it's, it could, it's, you know, a challenge. It's a sacrifice for them to just, to one, like you said, to be there at all. Yeah. And then two, to scrape together the pennies to buy a couple of doves to have them sacrificed. And so um, that, as we see all through scripture, we're going to see all through Luke, that is God's measure of, is, is the cost, not the amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that makes sense. Of course, he's not impressed by our efforts. Man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Week after week is going to be fun. This one's going to be great. Be encouraged. 